2: ah yes ladies and gentlemen it's june 14th and the boys are back in town to break it all down it's monday and that means not one not two but three hours of raw and that is just too big of a task for any one man so we have three of us i'm joined by raj geary and chuck carroll i'm jack farmer how are you guys feeling on a monday night chuck uh you're a uh, you're filling in for Justin, who's out showboating on a boat somewhere, living the dream. Uh, how are you doing, joining us on a Monday? Uh, I'm not too
0: bad. Raw exceeded my expectations, in all honesty. The bar set kind of low, but it exceeded my expectations, so I'm definitely happy to be here tonight.
2: Yeah, that's the the the, the whole thing is uh, always under promise, over deliver, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Raj, how are you feeling? Kind of, kind of sleepy. <laughs> I
3: thought. Uh, it was a long show, but and that man, that main event, that segment it was basically like forty-five minutes from uh, when they started with AJ and Drew and, until the end. So it was it was long, um, but I'm feeling good.
2: Yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, and while everyone's settling in and finding their seats, as I like to say, uh, it was definitely that main event. And we'll talk about it in more detail, but yeah, when those guys started coming out, I was thinking, are they really going to take this to the to the end here? But then you realize that there's a formula with raw and they didn't do the thing where they add, add tag team members after the commercial break yet. And you go, Oh yeah, they got to do that thing where they start as a singles and then go to tag team after the commercial break. They love to do, uh, it all kind of came together, but overall I thought this was a pretty good episode of raw. I know I say that every single week and everyone gives me a hard time, but I actually thought this one was a pretty decent go home show overall. Uh, all things considered, uh, yeah, and everyone in the chat, thank you guys so much for joining us in the chat as you guys all come on in, Christian and John and Stream City and Joseph Boza. CC Funk got in early, shout out to you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, while we're kind of waiting for everyone to, to get in here and get ready for the review, let's talk a little bit about everyone's favorite thing in pro wrestling, ratings. Uh, we'll start with AEW. Friday's new edition of AEW Dynamite. Had Adam Page and 10 defeating Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs in the main event, drew 487,000 viewers on TNT, according to Nielsen. uh, And that's via Brandon Thurston on WrestleNomics, which was up from last week's 462,000. SmackDown, on the other hand, it drew 1.853 million, uh, which was. Also up from the 1.8 million viewer average, and that's from TV line and TV series A- finale. Actually, that, those were the uh,
3: those were the preliminary numbers. So the final oh. numbers we don't have them on the site yet. Mark's working on it, but it was actually also from WrestleNomics, uh, 1.944 million. Uh, oh, it's the final number. That. So it was actually it's the best number they've done on SmackDown since uh, May the seventh, but it's still kind of in the range of of what it does so um you know up against the nBA playoffs and everything it, it, they've got to be pretty happy with that so uh up from last week um in in the eighteen to forty nine it was point four eight four eight down slightly from the point five oh last week so yeah yeah um pretty standard week for smackdown
2: it was a uh, uh yeah it, it's it's interesting. Smackdown's still doing good. I've always maintained, I feel like AEW just does not promote the fact that their show's on Friday enough. I hardly see it anywhere. Uh, Chuck, any takeaways on the ratings?
0: Yeah, here's the thing, right? So everybody wants to go doom and gloom with these small ratings for AEW. The thing of it is, is you got to remember there are a bunch of factors at play here. Number one, it's still not the time that the majority of the audience is used to, right? Everybody's still trained for Wednesday nights. So it's only been, what, three weeks now that they've been on Friday nights. You can't expect to have a seismic shift with the majority of the audience coming over in that short time frame. I don't care if it's wrestling or anything else. When a show switches night- nights, it just takes time for the audience to follow. The other thing is it's still Friday night at 10 o'clock, man. That is a dead time slot and the only reason smackdown is able to maintain is because as i said just a minute ago the audience is trained for that friday at 8 p.m time slot for wwe right so that's where they know to go at friday at 8 aew fans still haven't gotten friday at 10 o'clock but i will venture to say i would hazard a guess i'm not sure that we have these ratings the plus seven ratings which is live plus, uh, seven days of dvr viewership i'm sure that they damn near quadruple their viewership uh with the delayed viewing because i just think 10 o'clock man that's so hard to draw a live audience
3: yeah so um again aew four hundred eighty-seven thousand uh viewers up a little bit up 5.4 percent from last week you know like you said it's just a a bad time slot and that's going to be the rampage time slot granted it's going to be one hour as opposed to two hours so that'll help it some and it's going to get a big push early on but um yeah i don't know i I, it almost seems like it'd be better to just go head-to-head with smackdown as opposed to that 10 o'clock
2: hour i would think so i think it'd be much more likely to get flipped back and forth as opposed to because that last out yeah that that late on a friday just screams record it and watch it later to me um but i mean we'll see um you know of course we also don't know how much at least i don't know how much uh choice aew has in the matter they may have said this is your spot you better make it work too you know right Uh,
3: yeah, the Observer, they had posted in there before that one of the reasons they wanted to do the fri- that Friday night time slot is getting some of that SmackDown audience, because you got theoretically two million people that are you know finishing watching SmackDown looking for something else. and so But that has not been happening so far in big numbers, obviously, as we see. So if that is the only reason why they're doing it, they might want to rethink that time slot if, if they have an option.
0: Well, isn't that kind of foolish thinking on their part? Because we saw that the NXT and AEW audiences were very much discreet, right? There wasn't as much crossover as they thought. So then you're going to the main roster. Would you expect for there to be more cross-pollination between the two fan bases? I wouldn't. Yeah, I guess NXT and uh, AEW did have a decent
3: amount of of cross, uh, you know, going back and forth, especially during commercials. Um, I, I like you know a significant amount of time so but the nxt and aew audiences are more similar i guess whereas smackdown and aew maybe not so much so um yeah it's uh you know we'll see we'll see what kind of we'll see what happens but it's supposed to be debuting in august
2: yeah, it's a it's a tough spot. But um, uh, speaking of NXT, it's being reported that uh, by Mark Middleton on Wrestling Inc., by the way, the best place for pro wrestling news, Samoa Joe is reportedly back with WWE after being released in mid-April due to budget cuts. It was reported last week NXT officials wanted to bring Joe back, and Triple H, quote, snatched him back as soon as possible. Dave Meltzer reported that Samoa Joe was given a Regal-like role Uh, I think it's. I don't know anyone who's ever said they're not into Samoa Joe. So regardless of what they're doing with him, I think it's smart that they they got him back. Uh, Raj, how do you? uh, Any any extra news or notes you want to add to the idea of Samoa Joe coming back? Yeah. So according to PW Insider, it's a done deal,
3: and he's going to be working exclusively in NXT. So you know that's. uh, Yeah, it sounds like it's on off. You know, uh, not an in ring role. So. Clearly, he hasn't been cleared yet, uh, or hasn't been cleared. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you saw the angle with William Regal. It definitely seems like Samoa Joe is going to be involved in that. So, you know, with that round of releases, I think Samoa Joe was the biggest surprise, and and now he's back, so we'll see.
2: I think he can do anything. Anything he's done has been great, whether it be in the ring, on the microphone commentary. Uh, Chuck, are you a big Samoa Joe fan? Huge Samoa Joe fan, have been for
0: years, ever since he was working the Indies. I just think that this guy is tremendously talented, obviously has a mind for the business. And if he does take an on-camera role, kind of taking over for Regal in the GM position, that's cool. I'm more curious to see what he can do behind the scenes as a producer, helping the guys to put the and, and girls to put these matches together and use his wisdom, what he's learned over the years there. I think that he would do a hell of a job in that role. And yeah, I also agree with Raj that medically, it just doesn't seem like he has been able to get that clearance yet. Otherwise, I think that there is a very good chance that we would have seen him go somewhere else that's just pure speculation obviously but i do think that if he could continue to wrestle that he would and then the last point that i have here is why isn't one hand talking to the other in wwe right why is there such a quick about face and bringing him back right if triple h knew that he wanted to use him in nxt Why wasn't he giving it a heads up that Samoa Joe was going to be on the cut list, right? A little communication goes a long way here, people.
3: Yeah, it does seem like with these cut lists, like they come up with it the morning off sometimes. Um, Because, you know, like Lana and Naomi, they were just wrestling together, you know, a couple nights the night before their attack team on Raw. And then boom, Braun Strowman looked to be figured in their plans and, and... boom, he got cut. So it is, it is very strange how those are handled, but, you know, at the same time by doing it this way, they get to rene- renegotiate the deals and probably get them back at a, you know, a lower rate because they were signing people to insane deals, you know, when AEW first started. So,
2: um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I, I think when you think of it less as a, um, I know we see it as wrestling, when you think of it as just a generic corporate entity that happens all the time where one side isn't talking to the other and, things happen and personnel doesn't get used a certain way but uh of course when we see all the wrestlers and we know who they are it we can see that when that happens a little bit more i think but yeah especially when you have
3: when it's creative plans you would think you would have more synergy between you know uh, uh, maybe, maybe the writers and and you know definitely between triple h and vince as far as which nxt and and which main roster talent are getting cut but <clears throat>
2: Yeah, well, one way or the other, Joe is definitely a strong name to have on your show. And speaking of strong, Strong VPN. What is Strong VPN? Strong VPN is a virtual private network, hence, VPN in the name. VPNs help you safely browse the internet, whether you're watching a Twitch stream, gaming, or spending way too much time on social media. With Strong VPN, your connection is encrypted. That's important because it means that no one else can spy on what you're doing. You can use StrongVPN on your computers, tablets, phones. You can even install it on your router to protect every device in your household. And the best news is StrongVPN uses the latest generation VPN technology called WireGuard, which means it doesn't slow down your connection like other VPNs. Now, for listeners of the show, StrongVPN is offering an incredible 65% off. That's just 350 dollars for the first month or $27.99 for the year. And here's everything you get with StrongVPN. You get apps for iOS, Android, Mac OS, Windows, and more. Access to 950 VPN servers, none of which log your information. More than 59,000 anonymous IP addresses protecting your personal privacy. So go to strongvpn.com INC and claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $350 or $27.99 a year. Get started with this limited time offer and save 65% off monthly and annual subscriptions. Visit strongvpn.com slash INC. Once again, that's strongvpn.com slash INC to save 65%. And security, it's more important than ever right now. You see
3: all this stuff going on. Just last week, a bunch of big sites went down because Fastly went down. and. Mm-hmm. uh you're you're hearing about like, meat packing uh, plants, you know, being hacked into, and, and all this stuff worldwide. So, it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a uh, security is more important than ever. So definitely try it out. Yeah. If it Not to have... mention,
0: if you have a firewall at your office, this is going to help you get right around that too. I'm just saying, maybe I know from experience, maybe I don't. But you might <laughs> want to try that out.
2: Yes. <laughs> Yes. If if it's a very smart thing to do and definitely doing it now before things happen is always a better way to go. I want to get to some super chats though, before we move on to raw, uh, I, I am Vish said stopped watching raw last two months. Uh, team when, when will it revive the attitude era? Also who would be the next big thing in WWE except for Roman? Um, I personally wouldn't hold my breath on, uh, the attitude era at this point, but, um, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys. Who do you think the next uh, big thing will be? Not counting Roman. Oh my God. Uh, the, I mean,
0: Drew McIntyre, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's just that's almost impossible to say because who else has been groomed for that position other than Roman, right?
3: Carrion Cross, I guess. If you know, for mm-hmm. when he comes up to the main roster, uh, they're definitely protecting him. They're basically making him the Roman Reigns of NXT. But they, you know, they need some baby faces too. You know to. To to battle the Roman Reigns and the Carrion Crosses. I mean, that's great that you have Roman Reigns being so dominant, Carrion Cross being so dominant. But at some point, you need that hot baby face that can help revive business more. Um, but
0: I would love to say Karrion Cross, but I have zero confidence in the way that they would use him when he's brought up to the main roster. You see this abysmal track record where they take these phenomenal talents down in NXT, and they do nothing with them on the main roster. So fingers crossed for a bright future for him, but maybe you want to stay in NXT, man. I mean, Cross does, the one thing he does
3: have is that he has the size and the look that Vince likes. And usually when you see guys with that size, even, I mean, look at Lars Sullivan. Granted, he got injured and, and other stuff got in the way, but they were w- looking to go to the moon with that guy when he first came in. He was destroying everybody. He they they destroyed Kurt Angle, like, his first night in or second night in. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Vince likes that, you know... The, the big guy so I, I think he'll probably get a better shot than most of the most of the other guys in NXT my uh,
2: my prediction I think Montez Ford is going to break away and be a massive star I think eventually he's going to become a singles guy and I think he's just got the personality I think he's got the energy and you know I think Bianca Belair as well I think she's someone that uh, she's the champion now but I think she can reach I think she'll be able to reach just that next level at some point and be the biggest female superstar they've ever had if she if things go the right way for her so those would be my two two predictions uh krana shah asks the question alexa magic and zaya may ying raj and jack uh <laughs> you we had time about was a little bit on twitter with that uh, nxt uh i'm not a big fan of alexa bliss but i am loving t and shah and what they're doing in nxt uh, Raj, what are your thoughts about that?
3: <laughs> Everyone knows my thoughts on Alexa <laughs> Bliss. I didn't think it was as bad tonight. It seemed like they toned down a lot of the, like, her her outfits weren't changing. The, uh, uh, you know, where she was hypnotizing um, Reginald was absolutely ridiculous, though. Yeah. And they kept doing all the camera cuts while she's hypnotizing yeah. him. So it's, it's just, like, making you sick. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of magic. I don't like it in NXT, either. I'm not a fan of
2: that uh, thousand-year-old lady, so... <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to talk about a woman's age, Raj Come on. No. I yeah. know. Shame on you. <laughs> right, I know. Thousand years old. No. Uh I, I always Face say the it. difference the difference is I think because on NXT it's about them having matches and fighting, whereas Alexa Bliss, it's all this other cuckoo stuff that they're doing. But um We'll talk about Alexa Bliss in a second. Uh, cheering for Brooklyn, not the Nets, Justin Lopez. Uh, everything out of Joe's mouth sounds like real beef, so him as an authority figure will work. Uh, I agree. Every time he says something, I think he's going to kill somebody. I can't imagine Johnny Gargano arguing with him about having to defend titles and things in the future. Uh, and, and Jax in the chat says, a lot of these towns didn't get a chance to renegotiate uh, just drop, just drop like a fly. And talents asked to come back. Why would you slap in the face? Um, probably part of the negotiation process is kind of that whole we cut you. Now you need us to renegotiate, as opposed to want us to. But uh, any thoughts on any of that? Any of those comments, fellas?
0: Yeah, you know, I've always wondered why more talent isn't approached before the cuts and offered to, or at least offered a pay cut. And then, you know, the opportunity to stay on, whether or not they do, that's 100% up to them. You see that in other professional sports. Granted, WWE is a little bit different, but you do see that in in, in football, especially, uh, oftentimes Mm -hmm. also in in baseball and hockey. You know, the sports, uh, you you just see that a lot. And I think that it would behoove WWE to do that in, in these cases, especially now that it looks like there will not necessarily be, you know, this. Uh, the the same amount of opportunities to sign elsewhere as there were a couple of years ago. AEW's roster is still getting full now. We're still seeing a lot of guys being signed, but it's not going to be at the same rate as it was a couple of years ago. And it's just not sustainable to keep signing person after person after person who's been released. So given the opportunity to stay and take a pay cut, I think that for a lot of people, that's probably the best option. But what we got
3: to remember, too, is most of these people aren't offered deals to come back the vast majority haven't received uh you know it's only uh geez uh, drake maverick last year was out of that you know round of releases was offered you know something he slater when he got released they gave him a really bad uh offer to come back but for the most part you know it's sounding like maybe alistair black and and now with joe but the vast majority that that hasn't been the case where um you know they're looking to bring him back
2: it's an interesting move the wwe is is doing with these cuts and i it sounds like um at least from an outsider looking in i don't know anything about how they run their accounting but it feels a little bit like i think they believe that their brand can carry things more so than the individuals and um why pay someone a lot of money when you can pay someone else a little less i don't again i don't know that's just sort of what i'm seeing what it looks like let me let me chime
0: in on that right so this is this is something that we're seeing a lot in media right so when i when i first started in radio there was a lot of personalities built up right it wasn't just the station it was the the jocks on the station that made it so special. But then everything got pared down and they wanted all of these cheap interchangeable parts and they relied on the name of the station and they relied on the music format or the talk format, whatever that may be to retain the audience. But what they saw was a gradual and sustained erosion of the audience, fewer and fewer and fewer listeners. And doesn't that sound familiar to fewer and fewer and fewer viewers? on monday nights
2: yeah i think i think you make a point i always say uh the past year people weren't going to uh tampa bay buccaneers games they were going to tom brady games you know uh i think they go to they go to lebron james games they don't go well lakers are a little different but you know i think you go to see the stars but that's that's my opinion yeah i think no you look at ufc or
3: anything you know it's the stars draw yeah logan paul you know, Ooh. and Jake Paul, they they they've made names of themselves, and they draw. You know, for, for fights that and no one cares about, those fights, but they are interested in watching. You know, like it's not like it's a
2: dream fight for Mayweather fight Logan Paul, <laughs> but people are paying to see it. <laughs> it. It is fascinating. Everyone will kind of poo poo on those fights, and then they draw these huge numbers. Right. So someone's buying them. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but. uh yeah, interesting, interesting. I mean,
3: you just, like, any time in wrestling, when it's been strongest, it's always been when they have a strong, usually a strong baby face, but uh, when you have a strong act on top, those stars, it's not just the mundane product every week. It's, you know, Goldberg or the NWO or Stone Cold or The Rock and uh, Hulk Hogan, and we just don't, you know, they're just trying to make it more about the brand than stars right now. I mean,
2: even, even SmackDown seems to be the one holding on to the ratings, and they have Roman Reigns, the star, right. who's the guy there. So, um, yeah, speaking of of big stars that we all want to see, Alexa Bliss started Raw this week. Uh, and it, I, WWE basically started the show by saying, if you didn't watch all of last week's episode, we're just going to show it to you again. And they replayed most of what happened. Uh, Alexa Bliss says, Lily is going to be on time out before going to see fans. We're get we told we're going to get Shayna Baszler versus Alexa Bliss at Hell in a Cell, but for now, Nia Jax is going to slap some sense into Bliss. We get that match tonight between these two, and I actually thought from a booking standpoint that made sense. Shayna Baszler's tag team partner is saying, hey, you messed with my friend. We used to be friends. Let's have a fight to settle this. Um, I want to know first uh, of... Chuck, how did you feel? Uh, Bliss had a match. It made sense going into it, at least I think, and uh, she got a win going into Hell in a Cell. I think that from a setting everything up standpoint, that's good, right? Absolutely. I think that this is the best that we've seen of Alexa Bliss in a
0: very, very long time. And perhaps it was because Lily was in timeout and wasn't there. So we didn't see the magic and all of those theatrics that came with it. Right. So we just saw Alexa Bliss. And yeah, the angle itself could still use a lot of tweaking. But again, a lot better than it has been. So uh, a plus for what they did tonight, in my humble opinion.
3: Do you think they kind of wrote off Lily there? You think yes. she'll be back? It felt like they were writing her off and it was just a quick, easy way to do it.
2: It felt like she literally said, "I got. A, we got a lot of bad uh, letters and so we are going to put her away, especially since fans are coming back.
0: I, I mean, I was just waiting for the Lily doll to show up in WWE shop personally, so I'm kind of surprised that they're not continuing with it from a business and money standpoint, but... From a just storyline standpoint, thank God and good riddance.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So hopefully, you know, maybe because they are going back to fans, they're not going to be able to do all the the Gaga that they've been doing. So there's maybe they're paring it down a little bit.
2: There is a part of me that's frustrated, though. We we watched so many of these videos and so much of this stuff, and it built up for months. And every episode, we'd see more of it just for them to say, "Oh, she's on timeout. Fans are back. Never mind." Isn't that the
3: whole fiend angle? And you know, with him getting burnt to a crisp, it just comes back to losing five minutes to an RKO. I mean, the payoffs have not been great uh, with the fiend and Alexa Bliss. It's like they come up with different special effect ideas every week without thinking about a good, compelling story, where to go, you know, you know, chart out the ending, and then kind of work backwards from there. And they haven't been doing that. It's just trying to show off what they can do with their special effects.
0: Yeah. And let's just take a second to remember this is, this is so the MO for WWE. It's like, you go, you go, you go with the storyline and then just drop it like a hot potato. Right. And usually that is the most frustrating thing in the world, but guys, let's not debate this one too much because tonight it worked out and it was sweet. All right. It worked out in our favor for once. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally fine with them just dropping it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, well, but is it really dropped? Reginald looks like he had some uh, yeah. some stuff going on. He was getting hypnotized. Maybe he's the new Lily. Uh, but just I, I would say I did also. I, I want to throw Let's in. let not put that out there, Jack. No, please don't no. <laughs> We're going to get another year of video packages of him as Lily for them to say, never mind and stop with the whole thing. Uh, but hey, this was a match we hadn't seen in a while. It was fresh. It was new. That the the biggest critique we always have on this show is we get the same matches over and over. We haven't had Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jackson in a while, and it was new. It was something different, right? Yeah, it was good to see
0: her actually wrestle a match for a change. Um, you know, I thought that for the first time out in how many months uh, she did quite well. Not not nearly as much ring rust as I would have suspected. Kind of kept things simple, but uh, I I like what they did. So um, knocked whatever ring rust there was off before the pay-per-view.
3: I'm glad they did it this way because, you know, when she had those matches with Asuka, they were starting to bury Asuka. Like, it was making Asuka look like a a dope. And, -hmm. you know, when the lights go out, she comes back, they come back on and her her outfit, you know, Alexa Bliss's outfit has changed and Asuka's all scared. They, you know, if they were doing that with Nia, that would have just sucked. So this way was way better. It was just kind of a regular match. They did their hocus-pocus magic at the end with the hypnotizing. But um, the match itself, yeah, this was her first
2: time wrestling in months since since March. I am hoping that we get uh, Shayna Baszler just beats the fiend out of, <laughs> out of Alexa Bliss. And then we move on yeah. uh, forever and from there. Um, someone who's having a little bit of trouble moving on. Later in the show, uh, Elias had a match with Riker again. And not only was this a match we've seen but it was literally the same ending as the last week where Elias just walked off. But I did want to say I am embracing the new look of Riker. And I think cutting his hair was a good move for him, especially since it's thinning out. And uh, it's a shame that he never stopped to check out the website keeps keeps has, there's more than 50 million men in the U S suffering from male pattern baldness. And two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. And look, I know I have a big forehead. I know I got a little divot right here where my hair is uh, disappearing, but it makes me think about hair loss all the time. It's important to me in doing my research uh, about Keep My Hair, I came across Keeps and it offers a simple stress-free way to keep our hair. And what's also cool is it comes with a convenient virtual doctor consultation and medications delivered straight to your door every three months in discreet packaging so you don't have to leave your home to get the proven results Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and comes at a low cost with treatments starting at just $10 a month. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash I-N-C to receive your first month of treatment free. That's keeps.com slash I-N-C to get your first month free, keeps.com slash I-N-C. Remember, prevention is the key. So act fast and do it before you lose your hair. Do it now, so you can keep it forever. In any case, Elias, uh, you know, and, Brad, and I've
3: been using Keeps for years, and uh, you know this hair doesn't happen by accident. So I've been using looking, Keeps for a while. I, I've even shown it on this uh, podcast before. So looking uh, good, buddy. Looking real. Good. <laughs> Today I'm a little disheveled, but
2: uh, hey, no, it looks it, it looks good. It's
3: strong. It's thick. There, that's the.
2: um that's the, uh, uh, the beauty of it. Like I said, you got to do it now. You can't wait until it's too late. You got to check it out now. Anyone who's ever thought about it, especially if you like have it run, like baldness running your family and you're like, I got to deal with this now. Do it now before it's too late. That's what it's, that's what I call it, keeps. They don't call it, you know, you got to right. keep it. That's the thing. So uh, in any case, Elias gets another count out and I'm thinking uh, maybe at Hell in a Cell they have a zombie enforced lumberjack match. Any, uh, any thoughts on these two?
0: Uh, no zombies please Uh, (laughs) even if they're rock and roll zombies no I'm just going to throw that out there absolutely not Um, this this seems to me honest to god even though you're kind of reintroducing Riker it just seems to me like a throwaway kind of a feud that's not really going to go anywhere. And I'm not sure where they're going to go with Riker, to be honest. Like, I'm still kind of concerned for his sake that he's not going to go anywhere, Uh, you know, in in another month or so. He's just going to be completely forgotten, like we've seen so often in the past with so many other people. Uh, But Raj, I mean, do you think that this particular feud has legs?
3: No, not at all. I I think they're gonna keep doing it.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, mean by
2: legs? Because it's gonna go. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah I mean, it, it's just the regular you know WWE pattern where it's the same match week after week. This time they did the exact same finish as well as the same match. Uh, Riker, man, he does. He looks like a really intense Matt Cardona, doesn't he? Kind of. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. really pissed off Matt Cardona, but. uh I just don't see it with him. I know you got to try. And, uh, you know, again, until we have fans back next month, we're never really going to know. But my guess is that the crowd would have been really, qu- really, really quiet during this match.
2: Crickets, man. Crickets. Yeah. It, it was. It was definitely, I, like I said, I think these two are a good hour one rivalry. I think it's fine, but I, you got to progress it in some way. Someone's got to have you can't do the exact same thing as the week before. Even if you're going to have Riker just, you know, beat up someone who is usually on main event. Even if you're going to have him just, right. you you got to have him do something different to at least show us. We haven't. He's he's now changed. We're supposed to love him. I don't know what his finishing move is. I don't know. <laughs> Like I, I haven't been told why I should like him either, other right. than Elias doesn't like him. Right. <laughs> that, that's that's literally... not recent enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'd rather hang out with Elias, to be honest. He seems like a cool dude. I'd rather be <laughs> uh but um yeah, I uh I just I don't I don't really get it. Um but hopefully it does something. I don't know. I'm a huge Elias fan, so as long as he's getting at least matches on TV, I'm happy. Uh Jax in the chat says uh, hasn't been talked on. Keith can't tell his story. All that drama. Thoughts. I don't know anything about it. I mean, they've.
3: I mean, they pretty much said that. uh, You know, uh, Mia Yim has said. You know, they want people to respect their privacy with stuff like this. I I think it's pretty well known that Keith Lee was had some sort of injury and wasn't cleared
2: and that was kind of the end of it. It's, it's kind of a weird deal. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. uh, So whatever is going on, I hope everyone's okay and everything works out and the best things happen because I really enjoyed him uh, and I enjoyed watching. him. So whatever it is, I hope, I hope it all works out. He can Um, really
3: be used. I mean, they could, they
2: they need some fresh faces. I thought he was going to be a huge star. Uh, when they when he came up and hopefully he still can be, um, but I thought he was. one. He, we, we say it so many times with NXT, can't miss, no way it'll go wrong. I thought the same thing about him, especially after Survivor Series. But again, I have zero idea of what's going on, so I, it's kind of it's kind of weird to comment on because I don't even know. But, mm-hmm. um, but in any case, uh, Nikki Cross uh, and Charlotte had a match. Charlotte still wants to get her win back. Uh, And the story with their match here was basically can the underdog Nikki Cross continue to keep her win streak going, or will the queen finally get a win here? And as a match in a vacuum, I thought they actually played with it pretty well with the, you know, Nikki Cross going for the roll up after Ripley's music hit, but then Charlotte kicking out. And you're like, oh, is this going to be it? Nope. Okay. You know, and it's kind of teasing us a little bit there. Uh, But in the end, Charlotte did get distracted. She got counted out, and Cross gets another win. Charlotte tries to beat her up afterwards. Ripley just takes her out, though. Uh, Chuck, I want to get your thoughts on Nikki Cross and this win streak she's on that is a win streak, but not exactly the, the proudest of win streaks.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that she's getting some, some TV time, to be honest with you. And I'm not sure how much longer this win streak is going to continue. Um, Unless I miss something, I kind of got the impression that tonight may be the last time that we see her in a while, right? Because then you saw Charlotte and Rhea later on in the show without Nikki Cross anywhere to be seen. So where do you go with her now that she's no longer a factor in that title picture, right? So what's next for Nikki Cross? I don't know. I could very well see that being the end for her for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. Well, they they did say
3: that she's supposed to get the next title shot, right, Uh, with whoever wins. So, uh, to your point, Chuck, they're not booking her strong in these. And they're making her almost like a heel by celebrating winning by a fluke. And, uh, yeah, I mean... it doesn't seem like they have big plans for Nikki. And I got to say this too. uh, I think Nikki's, you know, has been doing her, what she's been given. She's been doing well with it, but does this, has this done anything to make you more excited about Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, which is your title match, you know, at hell in a cell this week, uh, this Sunday. And I just feel like it's just diluted it and uh, it's done nothing uh, to, to build that match.
0: No, the pull apart toward the latter part of the show was much more intriguing to me than the the Nikki Cross segment earlier. Um, But I I will say, look, man, Nikki Cross is another one of those talents who just, I mean, they do, they have all the talent in the world. And if given the right opportunity, man, she could just do big things. She could be really great, but she's been stifled, unfortunately, with this character. But uh, to your point, Raj, she's doing the best she can with what it is she's being given. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she I think she's someone that jumps jumps off the screen at you because she's got so much energy and she's so fired up about everything she does. How do you not get excited for whatever she's doing? Uh if I was playing fantasy booker, I think I I have a feeling Charlotte wins and then the next story is can she get a win over Nikki Cross who's got a bunch of wins over her already? And then of course she probably does at the next pay-per-view or whatever the next thing is. Uh that's that's what I'm seeing, but I, I I I can, I agree with you. I think Charlotte's
3: winning, um, which is too. You know, I think it does hurt Rhea if she does, but it just feels that way. Like that's the way they're going. Um, so and and then yeah, and then the feud with Nikki after that.
2: Yeah. So and let's let's talk about Ripley. She had a match with Oscar later in the night, and I thought they had another great match. But I, first off, I want to say on commentary and whether it's. Uh, whether it's commentary, announcers, GMs, we need to co- stop saying run it back. I feel like we say that about six times every single week. And all it does is highlight that we're seeing the same matches over and over again whenever they say run it back uh, until they have, you know, a Backlash run it back or whatever their pay-per-view name is. But um, the, so Ripley finally gets a, just a clean win over Asuka. And then they have the pull apart that was meant that uh, Chuck, you mentioned earlier. I thought that this was this was a great moment, the fact that Ripley gets a big win over a big competitor, Charlotte comes out, they do the big pull apart, it just felt like Ripley came off looking so strong in this episode, and Charlotte did not at all, which makes me think that's why she's probably going to win on the, at, at Hell in a Cell, but uh, I thought this on its own was a really great way to build towards that match. Uh Raj, did you like how this went down? The Asuka pull apart Ripley, all that good stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean they've done Rhea Ripley versus Asuka now a lot, you know, uh mm-hmm. over the past couple of months. They but you know, Asuka's always great in the ring, you know, she's she's always outstanding, but I'd like to, you know, I wish they would freshen it up more, you know, bring in have Rhea beat in, you know, a developmental a developmental talent or someone like that. Um but I did like the pull apart at the end. I thought that was good.
0: Yeah, I thought that it was great, man. There was a lot of intensity there, and you know, you say Charlotte didn't come across looking good. She did it earlier in the show, but I think that by coming out later, and and with this segment, she definitely had the opportunity to redeem herself. She got her nose busted there, you know, so there was a little bit of color on her face. Her her uh, clothes got torn, right? So they were they were scrapping, man. It was it was really good to see. I this was actually, I think, my favorite segment of the entire show.
2: Yeah, this to me felt like classic right before the big show, kind of raw. This felt great to me. The, the pull apart, I love I love pull aparts though, so I was all in on that. And I agree, Charlotte did look better now, but after she got wiped out by Ripley earlier in the night, I was kind of hoping that she'd get a little bit of revenge here, but it just kind of broke even there. Um, so who knows? But I, I agree with you. I really enjoyed this segment. I thought it was a good spot in the night. And, you know, I don't know if this will be the last time these two go at it, or if it'll be the first of many more. But I think I'm ready for everyone to sort of just go their separate ways at this point <laughs> with these guys. Yeah. Um, uh, Brian Outen in the chat says, "Hey guys, did Ripley really kick Charlotte in the nose? She really bled. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. She looked like she was really bleeding there. Yeah, yeah. it looks
3: like they just a miscommunication or something, and, you know, an errant shot caught her. But kind of a cool
2: visual for Charlotte, you know. Yeah, yeah." Yeah, I think so much of Becky Lynch was that uh, broken nose moment. And I mean, you never want to do it on purpose, but it does look so cool when they have the blood in their face and, you know, they're standing with their arms wide, like, come get some. Just great visual. Uh, Bid Moon says, (laughs) Eva Marie, next women's champ. Great post-show. Cheers. Uh, Oh, we'll talk about that. I have some, I have a lot of stuff to say about that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the... Jeff Hardy, John Morrison, Cedric segment. This was a whole bunch of stuff that happened. Uh, Morrison gets a match, he gets a win, which I was actually cool with. I thought that this was a great way to keep Morrison on TV getting wins. And I think Jeff Hardy is the perfect guy to have getting wins over that. I guess, you know, he used to be, you know, be a champion, uh, but he's also not in the middle of anything. So he freshens it up. It's good to see him again. People love him. Uh, but then Cedric comes out and they're going to have a, if Jeff loses, he retires and Jeff just beats Cedric again. And now Cedric is zero and two against the, uh, Enigma. Any, uh, any thoughts of what Raj will start with you on Cedric Morrison, Jeff Hardy, this whole, this whole thing. I mean,
3: just booking wise, it didn't seem to make a lot of sense. I mean, I'm I'm fine with Morrison getting wins if he's, you know, if, if they're doing something with them, if they got some plans for him. Uh, but Jeff and Cedric are the one in the feud, and they both lost here. So uh, that's just not in a story. That's not how you're building a feud between two people is just having them both lose. So I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. Um, Hardy beating Cedric just again. Part of WWE's problem is they just do matches over and over, as opposed to um, expanding the story or you know putting in twists and turns and and uh, you know just like in any book, you want to evolve the story and not just match 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 match. And that, that's what they're doing. It's hard to get you know deeply invested, involved in this this angle.
0: You know, I'll tell you what grinds my gears about that particular segment was the way that they just willy nilly. Throughout the retirement match for Jeff right. Hardy, right? It was like, where where in the hell did that come from? Right? right? Like it's it's are you are you kidding me right now? And are we like really supposed to take this seriously at all? A, a retirement match for Jeff Hardy future Hall of Famer against Cedric Alexander on Monday Night Raw? Give me a freaking break here, right? So, you know, this is this is just WWE doing what WWE does mind baffling segment to me didn't enjoy any any little bit of it and i got nothing else for you on this one just frustrating
3: yeah what if you just and and again here we go with storytelling what if you just this week you didn't have them wrestle you just had cedric come out say he plans to retire jeff hardy uh and he challenges jeff hardy you know and he puts something else on the line and they build that match for like you know, two weeks down the road, and then in the buildup, they show Jeff Hardy's career, and you know, build it as something big. You know, that the career that he's had, and make it mean something. So when you get to the match, you're you're wondering, like, huh, I mean, they've been doing all those video packages. Are they going to beat him? You know, make it seem like a big deal as opposed to just a nothing. On you know, during the show, I, I had already forgotten about that uh, when you brought it up.
2: It, it was, uh, and I I don't like to play fantasy booker too much because then I just feel depressed because it it doesn't go the way I think it should go but I feel like you could have easily just had John Morrison versus Jeff Hardy in a vacuum on its own that would have been great and then just a little backstage thing where maybe Jeff Hardy is speaking to a younger person from NXT and then they the younger person from NXT has the match with Cedric then next week Cedric says hey you tried to give that guy advice and he lost I'm better than him and I'm better than all the advice you have or whatever and then you move on to their match, but you don't need to. They don't need to be in the ring together every single week. Like right? they can have these things where they're connected, but not necessarily in right. the in the ring, right? One right after the other. I don't. I, like I said, my, my positive takeaway is: I mean, John Morrison getting a win versus Jeff Hardy, that was cool. I like that. I, I just I don't really understand the direction of of Cedric losing to older guys, saying he's better than them. And then losing a bunch of times until he wins once and then moving on to the next person. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird spot, but I'm glad he's on TV because I like Cedric Alexander. Um, but uh, now, Jeff Hardy did talk to someone backstage. He talked to Matt Riddle. And I thought this was match of the night for me uh, the RK Bro versus New Day. And the story of the match, what I thought was really great was that I felt like the match the story was that can RK bro trust each other, which is what Jeff Hardy said they need to be able to do. And there was a lot of moments where like Matt Riddle was pinning someone and Randy Orton had to run out to stop the other person from breaking up the pin and all these other moments. It was also just a really good match. Uh, RK bro gets the win. New day gets the loss. And I think this, we just, I complained about the last one we just talked about this one. I felt went perfect because now I can see New Day's trajectory. I can see RK Bros' trajectory. It's all working out great. Uh, but Raj, how are you feeling about how this one broke down?
3: Yeah, the match was awesome. Uh, I'm curious what they're doing with MVP and Kofi. I've I mentioned before I'd like to see... I think it'd be great to split up Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston at this point just because they've been together so long. And mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, aligning him with MVP, it would be a fresh coat of paint and, you know, it would be... Uh, just rejuvenate that character, because I, I think Kofi has been cutting some great promos the last few weeks, and I just, I'd just i like
0: to see more of that. I, I hear you. I actually was wondering tonight if it was going to be Woods who winds up joining uh, Hurt Business, right, a- a- and turning heel, right? So I kind of – I was wondering that, like, are they going to keep uh, Kofi a babyface here, especially as they go back in front of fans? They know that, you know, he's beloved, so let's go ahead and, and give the fans somebody that they can keep cheering for. Um, so that, that's kind of what I'm wondering there. Would it make more sense, you guys answer me this, uh, if they flip Xavier Woods as opposed to Kofi Kingston?
3: Kind of like the Tatanka Luger thing where everyone's expecting Luger to turn
2: and it's really Tatanka that turns? Something like yeah. that. I love it. I love that, especially the way they talk to him because Woods has such a – he could have such a you got all the attention, you got all the credit. I was always the guy that just had a trombone. And now I'm getting the attention or something. You know, it's an easy, It's. A, I think that would work out great. I'd love to see that because Kofi's so lovable. I don't know if I could ever hate Kofi. He'd have to do a lot for me to hate Kofi. <laughs> Xavier too, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're both like really, they just look like
3: the, the nicest guys. So That's true, too. <laughs> uh, and, but and I mean, can see Xavier pulling it off for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah but th- th- so here's kind of why I was thinking that, right? It was, you know, Kofi has cut these long, drawn out, uh, promos about why he's not going to align himself with Bobby Lashley and MVP, right? But Woods, he was a little bit more concise with his words. His his interjections were very short, and so to me, that was just like, well, he's way less adamant about this than Kofi is, so hmm, maybe it is the old trombone player that's making the switch.
3: Do you think they just forget about it in two weeks and the storylines dropped? <laughs> that's uh, probably.
0: 50-50, man. That's a, it's <laughs> WWE.
3: Yeah. Remember yeah. where everyone's coming up with all these ideas for Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy and where that story could go and it's just like one week it's like, ah, we didn't it's it's not here anymore.
2: Yeah. It is again, that's the worst even if they did they just a quick like blow off thing with this kind of stuff, I think I'd be okay with it. Just yeah. and I'm actually even okay with them drop. like when wrestling drops certain things that aren't working, I'm okay with it. Like personally I wasn't a fan of the Nightmare Collective in AEW back in the day. I was glad they just dropped it. Yeah. But when it happens so often, eventually like, come on, you got to pay off something. Like I got to get something out of watching all this. You can't drop everything every time. Right. Uh, But yeah, I think MVP and Kofi have such good chemistry together. I loved that. I I love their backstage talks. I love the way that MVP is kind of like a devil's advocate, sort of trying to get him to do bad things. But Kofi's just so impassioned in these promos. I, I can't find a believable way for him to join MVP. So that's why I think I like Chuck's option because now if he changed his mind I'd be like oh come on you said all this stuff and now you're changing your mind that doesn't make sense how, how long has Kofi been with WWE now it's been like oh uh, I'll pull
0: that up hold hold tight
2: keep I talking believe- talking
0: about I want to say it's like
3: 12 13 years or something like that um and he has been a baby face almost that entire time and same as I mean Xavier's been you know with the company for a long time too, and almost been a babyface the whole time. There was just that like three or four months where the new day were heels when they were first getting super over. Yeah. But outside of that, they've just been babyfaces. So you know sometimes you know sometimes there's a spark when these guys turn heel. Like Sami Zayn, you know when he turned heel, he just got uber more entertaining and and uh, and it helped his career a lot. So I, it, I I'm down for one of them to to turn. Uh, John McCarthy and the in the in the chat, saying fifteen years, yeah, fourteen he,
0: years. Yeah, he signed a developmental deal in two thousand six and has been with them ever since. Yeah. Oh. So Jeez, do, do you th- do you think Kofi versus Lashley at Summerslam, and that's when they turned Woods, is the big surprise?
2: You, I mean, I, I, th- it, I would like those two to have a match. I think there's just too much hype right now on Brock. Anyone who's not Brock is going to be a disappointment they, at Summerslam.
3: So according to the Observer, like Brock is not in the works.
2: Yeah. I mean, that um, may be true, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be a disappointment if it's not. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, who else do you do? I mean, I think it's clear that to me that Lashley's winning this Sunday. So who else is there? I mean, Edge, I guess. Uh, I mean, they're, they just haven't really built anyone up that well uh, for a SummerSlam match in a stadium against Lashley. So,
2: I mean, yeah. Kofi's proven in the past, at least, that he can get people fired up about him at that top level. So it's possible he can get back up there and be someone that could challenge someone like Lashley. And I think they could make it believable. But again, it's how do they get there? I trust MVP to make anything work. Everything he's touched has been gold. So if he's involved, I think he can make whatever he needs to work. Do you think, though, that Brock is even a draw
0: as much anymore? Because it's it's been the same story with him over and over and over again. I don't think that his name carries the same cash as it, as it once did right i think that that story's kind of played itself out
2: i love brock
3: lesnar so i'm happy to see him come back <laughs> i anytime. think he, he generates interest but you know anytime you hear that name or uh you and that music hits you know it's people aren't quiet i, I do think that the Dave, it's gotten very redundant with him and Heyman, with Heyman always doing his promos, Brock just standing there not saying anything, Brock never saying anything, I think has gotten old, especially because he saw some of his promos in UFC, and the guy, he can cut a great promo if he wants to, they're not necessarily wrestling promos, but that's his own unique charm, Uh, so I I still think he's an asset for sure, I don't think he's a, a... and with the right match, I think it, it, it could be big. But, like, Brock versus Seth, when they did that, it didn't feel like a big match. Um, it just has to be the right opponent. And Brock and Roman right now, with, with the Paul Heyman dynamic, I think it could be, if they really sit down and think of a great story and, and stick to it, I think it could be something cool.
2: I'd love to see MVP and Paul Heyman go at it on the microphone, uh, too. <laughs> I think that would be very fun to watch play out. Um we have a, a new master of the microphone, though, guys. It's the evolution. Are you ready for it? She had her debut match, and she looked dominant. Well, it was actually Piper Niven who had the match against Naomi. Uh, I love seeing Piper Niven on TV. If you're not an NXT UK person, you don't know uh, who she is, but she's great. She's she does a lot of ama- She had a lot of amazing matches over there. Uh, I was a little bummed out. They acted like they didn't know who she was when she had spent so much time on a WWE show. Uh, But I love this idea of Eva Marie saying her saying that she is the the winner, even though she didn't have the match. Uh, I think this is great. I think people are going to hate it. And so I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, Chuck, how do you feel about uh, Eva? I, I absolutely
0: loved it. I thought that uh, the the act is going to be fantastic. I hope that this one does have legs and can carry for some time because I was thoroughly entertained when she announced herself as the winner at the end, and her voice even cracked because she was selling the the victory, her victory so damn hard. Like I I, I laughed out loud. Like this is this is something new. This is something fresh. And if you think back to before when she actually was actively wrestling prior to her release she was kind of in the same category as lana right so she she kind of struck me as being the type of talent who had a a, a ceiling uh in the ring right she wasn't going to get any better than she ever was but in this type of role that can give her lasting power here and really to pair her with piper niven i think is just this is kind of a a really interesting couple and i i really want to see where they go with this
3: yeah i I thought i i thought the you know, not knowing who Piper Niven was weird, too. It, it just feels like, you know, growing up when, you know, Mr. Perfect would be losing all the house show matches, getting pinned on house shows all the time, but they'd still on TV saying, you know, say he had a perfect record. And it's almost like that. Like, NXT UK does not exist in the Raw universe, you know? Like, yeah, uh, those talents are all outside of, you know, the, the story, I guess. But, um, you know, we'll have to see. Is this the kind of heat, you know, I... I they wanted, they wanted her to ha- get heat, and man, people were losing their minds over this online. So, in that case, it worked. Now, is it uh, the kind of heat that's going to draw money, or is it the kind of heat where people change the channel? I thought it was entertaining this first week. Um, I thought Eva was <laughs> great in that role. And she's, you know, at first when they were airing those vignettes, I was like, oh my god, are they bringing her in as a babyface? Because that just will not work. And right, her right. being a heel, I think it's, I think it's great.
2: I saw someone say online somewhere that they think that she's going to have Piper win the title, but then Eva's going to take it. And I think that would be a phenomenal moment. And then, I mean, I, you can see how it would play out. And I feel like it'd be so satisfying. And then eventually Piper turning on Eva and then going at it. I don't know. I think it works out in so many ways. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't get the NXT UK. I, I'm, I'm very frustrated over the NXT. that That really that grinded my gears chuck that they have this person <laughs> like it's your own company you can talk about it why not At the very least that yeah she was great in nxt uk a dominant beat people up all the time it doesn't hurt anything why are you pretending that didn't happen it's such a weird look you know, man i because... get that the viewers aren't as high but like
0: it's they're all they're, they call it the WWE universe, but they are all very much separate universes. There's the main roster, and then there's everybody else. We've seen that from regular domestic NXT call-ups. We've seen them be completely different people, right? So that's just kind of the way that it is. And I, I also wonder, like, if there's some sort of internal research that shows that NXT UK people aren't necessarily watching Raw and SmackDown, so you can go ahead and bring in a Piper Niven like that and call her a mystery woman and that will kind of work out.
2: Theoretically. I mean, I, I you're probably right. I'd imagine that a lot of the NXT UK viewers might not be watching a lot of Rocks. That's definitely a, a niche market, I'd assume. Um But, yeah, I just... Well, I don't know. Even if you don't talk about her time in NXT, you just say, oh, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, Oh yeah, we've seen her before. I don't know. Right. But I'm sure there's a reason somewhere. But Yeah,
3: I understand if you're doing that with someone from TNA or ROH, mm-hmm. you know, like acting like they're a complete like they're a complete new person. But yeah, when you're with your own talent on your from your own TV, it's just kind of weird.
2: I wonder cuz I had seen online people had said that she might have a different name. I wonder if they just didn't know what the name was. So so, they couldn't say the name. They were like, just say you don't know who she is. <laughs> but you could just say, oh, she wrestles in NXT UK as Piper Niven. And then
3: Eva Marie's like, she's no longer Piper Niven. Give her a name whenever they come up with one.
2: You know, yeah. there, there's easy ways to work around that. Yeah. That's not a social influencer name. This is a social influencer <laughs> yeah, exactly. name or something. Yeah. Uh, so that was very weird but i like where this is going i like what happened i'm all on board i'm so excited about that uh something else i thought that actually played out pretty well even though it was pretty repetitive as far as the matchup goes uh Brooke and mandy backstage with uh tamina and uh, uh natalia she they have the two that are the classic getting their photos taken and the other two that are the classic hard workers and they get into a scuffle backstage and now it looks like that's going to be the women's tag team title match Again, this is a matchup that isn't exactly super fresh or one that we didn't see coming, but I like that they just had an argument backstage and got into a fight about it. I thought it was very simple, and it worked effectively for me anyways. Raj, uh, I, if we only have four teams to, uh, to shuffle through, is this a good way to build up a, uh, a match? Yeah, no, I
3: agree with you. you know, instead of just you, Normally, they would just do another match between them, so at least
2: doing a little story, you know, doing something different, I'm, I'm all for that. I loved how uh, they said, you're only here, but basically, you're only here because of how you look. And then the other two said, you're only here because of your last names, uh, which was, I thought that was a fun back and forth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I like this segment a lot. Uh, I thought that it was uh, pretty funny. Like at first I was like laughing because why is there a a training ring like right by where it is that they're shooting uh, the the pictures. But then, you know, the the segment actually turned out to be pretty good. Uh, If is this, did they say it was going to be on the show Sunday? Because this kind of says pre show to me, even though it's got like a little bit of a story to it now. But um, either way, you know, it gives you something to look forward to. Right.
3: Yeah, I don't think they've uh, they announced uh, the match, so they easily could on on
2: uh you know, on social media during the week. It does feel very pre-show. I could definitely see it as a pre-show match, you know, a title on the line in the pre-show, don't miss out. You know, you it, mm-hmm. I feel like that stands out there. Uh cheering for Brooke, Brooklyn not the Nets, Justin Lopez. Uh I had Oops. two friends text me asking, "Who is that?" So that tells you uh, about nxt right there also read the name pitched for her was dewdrop wtf uh dewdrop uh, what?
3: i didn't see, did see that online uh i mean that kind of buries her right off the bat if they give her that name i mean mm. she, can, she can always change it down the road but no that's, that's no really
0: bad. no you get one shot man you get one yeah. introduction man no you, you can't be doing that to her god but, almighty
2: yeah, Viking Raiders are still trying to bounce back from that whole <laughs> that whole mess that they went through with their names. Uh, I mean, at least that had some reasoning, I guess, the changing of Viking Raiders. But do drop? Who who came Dude. up with that? Uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, that's a weird. That's a weird one. Um, even if you just kept it at Piper, even uh-huh. like or Niven.
0: Well, wait a for, minute. Do you think that they they don't want to go with like a, a Rowdy Roddy Piper inference with her and and so that that's kind of why they may be changing her name. They don't want that confusion. They don't want people connecting those dots even though there really aren't any dots to connect.
2: I mean that might I don't know.
3: I I wouldn't think so. I mean Piper is a very iconic name you know associated with, you know with someone it'd be like savage or you know something like that but um uh yeah i don't know i i couldn't tell you i mean they,
2: they change names all the time for no reason at all so uh yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see more on on her next week. Hopefully she gets to keep coming back next week. Again, if you watch NXT UK, you know she's great. And, you know, she's, I mean, she seemed great in the match tonight. She got a win over former women's champion. So hopefully there's some big things for her. Uh, But let's talk about the end here. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. Uh, I first want to mention Drew McIntyre just cuts another long promo about William Wallace and doing the whole thing where he's, building up to him about to say something dirty, but then changed it the last second uh, and calls Lashley Trashley, which by the way, was Elias's bit back in the day. I felt a little, I felt like Elias got stolen from a little bit, yeah. uh, but they have a match uh, AJ and uh, drew. It's cool. It does the thing where after the commercial break, at one point they come back and now it's a six man tag. Uh, Omos looked great. Uh, Lashley gets pinned after a claymore and we're we set the stage we're going to hell in a cell uh chuck the madness of the final moments of the show i mean cool
0: man like i don't know man i'm just i kind of go numb when you get these tag matches that just get thrown together. Right. I just, you knew it was coming as soon as, uh, the Viking Raiders came out to ringside. I'm like, son of a bitch, they're going with the tag match. And, and, and sure enough, that's what they did. Right. So in all honesty, I, I'm just going to like flat out tell you, like I was only half watching at that point because I was half expecting Teddy long to come out, play a, play a, play a, we got ourselves mm-hmm. a tag match. Right. Yeah. And, and so we got that minus Teddy Long here man but i i'm just so freaking over everybody being thrown together like that yeah. i'm just you know and it's one thing when you change
3: a match to a better match but they're changing it to a worse match like drew versus aj feels bigger it's mm-hmm. and then to then change that to a watered down version of that match i think they just wanted drew beating lashley so when lashley beats him next week it's at least drew ha- you know has a has a win over him or something like that but yeah, uh, I, I thought Drew's promo. He he's a good promo. I mean, he's really good on the mic. But the stuff they're writing for him this is like a history teacher, and uh, it's just it's just brutal.
2: He really sounds like he watched Braveheart for the first time a couple weeks ago, and it's just been like all about it. <laughs> say, he sounds like he's reading the back of the the DVD cover, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like... William Wallace looked a lot like Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, I, I don't. The You're right. He's a good promo. He talks great on the microphone. This just this stuff just doesn't make sense to me. That uh, seems I very
3: mean, Vince because you remember Roman Reigns, uh, you know, had talked about that where he had to do the, the promo of Little Roman and the Beanstalk and, and stuff like that. So it's yeah.
2: Yeah, it that absolutely and you're right aj versus though aj versus drew that could be a pay-per-view match i think mm-hmm. that could be a main event that's amazing uh i don't know why I, I get there's formats but i just it bothers me that every single episode of raw has to have a match that goes to commercial break with shenanigans and then we come back and it's a tag match of some kind happens every single week and it's it, you can tell it's a a programming point and i just think if it happens every week, then now, now I'm always waiting. Is this going to be the match that turns into a tag team match? It happens every time. And so.
0: Absolutely does, man. Absolutely does. And and when you go down that road time and time and time again, even though the faces may change with these tag matches week in and week out, like the fact of the matter is essentially it's the same damn story that's being told over and over and over again nobody's gonna tune in to see the same damn thing every single week right this is why the audience is going away and i know guys we could talk about that all night but it's just come on wwe shake things up man get a little bit creative step out of the box for once
3: yeah i kind of feel like we're in a holding pattern for the next month until we're back in front of crowds hopefully they'll shake things up. But the problem is that they've had this issue before the pandemic. So it's not a, it wasn't a thing about the crowds. It's just a a problem with the storytelling, not making things exciting and having strong stories and, and and twists and, and, you know, surprise. And uh, I'd love to see that that come back somehow.
2: Yeah. Even if they, I feel like even with this match, even if they just started the show with these three guys are going to take on these three guys, and then they built up the show about this match happening. Cause there's also no, I like when there's a story throughout the show, there was no real story throughout the show. It was just everything in a vacuum, its own thing. And it, it makes it so that at any point I can turn off the show. If I've seen the people I like already. Yeah. And it's,
3: it, it's basically, uh, I mean, it's 45 minutes of TV time, you know, this whole main event segment from, you know, when it started to the end, 45 minutes to basically get to drew pinning Lashley. I mean, that's a
2: long time to get to
3: that one spot.
2: Yeah, and it, yeah, just a, wasn't my favorite, but hopefully we're almost done with the Drew McIntyre versus uh, Bobby Lashley. I was actually thinking about it. When you think about how long they've been going back and forth and you think about how many challengers Roman Reigns has had in that time and uh-huh. how many different people he's gone through, it really highlights, like, geez, they have been going back and forth forever. And then when I saw that it was uh, Orton versus McIntyre last year at Cell, so I was thinking, Orton was the last guy that Drew McIntyre had a feud with before Bobby Lashley. Like and that was the last <laughs> hell in a cell. Jeez. It's
3: been going on forever, but it, it has been. I mean, and, and it's one thing if you're having a bunch of again, like twists and turns and the stories going in different directions. And and you know, that's one thing. But it's been just four months of them just wrestling each other. Like no real progression of the storyline. Uh, it's just it's just
2: been there. I mean, to Drew's credit, he did use a sword last week, so he that did. was some growth. So that was <laughs> that was the, the story twist. That was oh my god. Freshen <laughs> <pushing> it up. <laughs> so, not exactly the Da Vinci code, but we'll no. have to do. <laughs> uh Terry Allen Jr. in the chat says Naomi losing in a short match is lame. Uh I mean I like I like her too. I'd like to see her more, but I, I think for her at this point, being on TV is a win, in my opinion, for her like you know, she had it. She was in a tag team. Tag team's gone. If she's still on TV, that's kind of a win. It, I mean, it's not a not a, a fun win, but a win is a win, in my opinion. Take what you can get. Yeah. I, I mean, there's. I, I'm sure Ricochet would have loved to have a short match tonight. You know, um, <laughs> for real, right? So that's a guy <laughs> that you could
0: throw in there, give him a match, and and chip away some of that 45 minute main event, right? You, oh you, yeah. You know, you got plenty of guys that are just chomping at the bit. For an opportunity, good quality talents.
3: Yeah, Can there were there were like three really long matches on this show, and I think just sometimes, not every match has to be thirty minutes or, or you know forty minutes. Save that for pay per view. Keep you know try to tell a bunch of stories, get more people on. You know, it, it just keeps the show moving faster and, and it makes it more fresh.
2: Yeah, I yeah this should have done ricochet versus Cedric instead of Cedric versus uh, Drew. Uh, Ryan W says, "Damian Priest, for example. Yeah, I don't know what happened with Damian Priest. He's not on TV lately, but he seemed like he was. The world was his oyster. I don't know if something happened with him, but yeah, yeah,
0: Bad Bunny went back out on tour. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I uh, mean, again, it's not hard to just
3: have Damian Priest beat somebody, you know?
2: Yeah, but, Drew Gulak, Damian yeah. Priest, right there is a, you know, even yeah,
3: a, th- there's another guy that was forgotten, Angel Garza.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, they've got guys <laughs> that you can just." Put out there they don't need to necessarily win all the time i mean you look at as the example of for nxt uh swerve lost all the time but he was on tv having great matches and now when he's in hit row we're not like oh he's just suddenly on tv doing this stuff it's like oh yeah here's this guy that's been having great matches week in and week out and it feels natural instead of just wait who's this why no. is this person getting uh, getting on tv suddenly Yeah, Jinder Mahal, they brought him back for one week,
3: and (laughs) Bid Moon's asking. And yeah, I mean, he was on main event, so it's not like he's injured or there's something going on. He's there. I mean, yeah, it would shake things up. You introduced these two new henchmen that he had, and
2: then that's it. And that was, what, like four weeks ago? I wonder if the thing with him was, because everyone's been saying that he was going to have a rivalry with Drew McIntyre. I wonder if what happened was they said we want one more go round with Bobby Lashley, and so they said okay, now we got to put gender on the back burner and then bring him back after this.
3: Yeah, I, I mean that was kind of my prediction was that gender cost Drew the match this Sunday, and then mm. they go and then they go Drew versus gender, and then Lashley versus you know maybe I don't know Kofi or Xavier or something.
0: That just seems so random at this point, though. I mean, it yeah. would be cool, but man, that just seems so random.
3: They planted the seeds for that once, um, well, like a while ago, and then it was just completely dropped. And there's no seeds right now at all. Um, no. so Unless you watch like Raw Talk, or I, th- I think Jinder brought it up on Raw Talk that week. He was back, but
2: outside of that, yeah. And that's where if you have him just beating nobodies, I, mean, I shouldn't say nobodies, but if you have him beating random people that maybe aren't in the middle of something, then when it does happen, like, oh wow, he's undefeated over the past five weeks. Like, what's hmm. this going to? And it means something. Where again, now if he does it, you're like, oh, there's that guy from main event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Uh, um, yeah. I mean that that does it for the show. Any final thoughts from you guys uh, on this this episode of Raw, the Go Home Raw.
0: Yeah, I'll start. I will say, despite the negative talk here, um, I I still think that tonight's show was better than Raw has been in recent weeks. And as far as a go-home show for a pay-per-view, there were actually a few things that made me want to say, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching on Sunday night. The main event tonight, not so much, but there were other things that I'm kind of curious to to see. So uh, overall, I mean, I would give tonight's show like a B minus, which again, for a go-home show, much better than we've seen from Raw of late yeah i'd give it a d
3: plus um (laughs) like you know as far as again was there anything on the show where you're like wow that was awesome or that was super exciting it had some good action and and i'll I'll give it a c i'll give it a c minus because the the new day rk bro match was really good
2: yeah there you go yeah You know, I think I'm. uh, I would go with you, Chuck. I think I go in that kind of B-minus world where I think the wrestling was great, and I think there were some good moments in there. There were just a few. uh, There were a few kind of what's going on moments, but I think there was a lot of good stuff too. Uh, When exactly does the what date does are they back in front of crowds again? July 16th, SmackDown. July 16th, and AEW
3: is July 7th. Okay. So,
2: oh, that's. Are, isn't AW? Oh no, they're on tour July seventh for AW because they're already in front of fans now. Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that they're at a Daly's place. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that'll be fun. Can't wait for that. <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, we'll have some fun with the the ending moments of the Thunderdome. I can't wait until they destroy the Thunderdome in some way uh, on their final episode. I don't think they're going to. <laughs> <laughs> way too expensive
3: <laughs> that's true too uh,
2: and you never know when they might need it again right so maybe maybe just put it'll be on wrestling treasures in 20 yeah. years oh you stole it from me i was <laughs> like Wrestling <what's laughs>
0: like treasure season five man
2: <laughs> uh well that does it for us we have the uh Wrestling Inc. NXT after show tomorrow, as well as the SmackDown uh, after show on Friday. Roger, are we doing an AEW after show? On no, not 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 right now. Not until they're back uh, on Wednesdays. And then, uh, so we have that, but then we also have all the daily stuff. So always make sure you're checking out everything on Wrestling Inc. Uh, That does it for us. So make sure to tune in tomorrow for the NXT After Show. I am Jack Farmer with Chuck Carroll and Raj Geary, And uh, we will see you guys next time.